Hey listener, thanks for being here. I'm Ludo. And I'm Marge. And this is Speak It Out, a podcast by Shrink It Out. Here, we tell your stories and share our thoughts and encourage debate on psychological and social well-being. Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcast. Um, today we're going to talk about feeling and expressing our emotions. So we thought it would be nice to have some guests for this episode. So welcome Marco and Matteo. Hi, nice to be here. Hello. Thank you for having us. Okay. Um, so I'm Marco. This is Matteo. We're roommates. We're currently living in Utrecht. And yeah, we know Marge because of that. Uh, we are both still in university. We're third years. Matteo is a fourth year. Um, I study economics and I study chemistry. Yeah. And we are here because we're doing an internship. I mean, not at the podcast. We're in Utrecht because we're doing an internship. Uh, I'm working in Santander. And uh, I'm working for a chemical company. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to join the podcast because, I mean, I've been listening for a couple of episodes and I thought it was really cool. And when Marga approached us with the idea, uh, it seemed like a very fun time and a good place where we could talk about our feelings while people on the internet would listen to us and (laughs) it's it's all for the people on the internet to listen (laughs) we can spread our knowledge yeah and blend into our own human experience and show like we're all a bit the same at the end of the day so okay where do we want to start um since we're going to talk about both feeling and expressing our emotions i think we should first start with feeling and i wanted to ask you um which emotion is the one you struggle the most to feel um could i go marco you sure yeah. um honestly it sounds like a very counterintuitive feeling to have a hard time expressing but i would say anger and the reason why i say that is because i feel like most of the time i don't express uh anger in the way i should and i keep it kind of bottled in and that can be bad because sometimes it's just better to express your anger and kind of get rid of it in the moment and talk about it instead of bottling in in and hoping and like it becoming a larger thing and yeah just kind of snowballing into a moment where you don't like the person or don't like the situation because you haven't made your emotions clear in the moment you feel anger but you have a hard time expressing it um so i guess we can like look into the expression of it later but is there any emotion that you particularly struggle to feel at all or i mean if not it's better like great but i would say no i think i'm that i have realized recently no i i think i'm i'm okay with like feeling my emotions and i don't necessarily i kind of as i said i i keep other people from seeing them sometimes but i feel them so you okay. struggle more with the expression side. What about you, Matteo? Give me some more time to think about it. I okay. haven't thought it. <laughs> Don't worry. It's actually good. So, okay. Um, I think ang- the thing you said about anger is very interesting because anger is such, like, is one of the emotions we judge the most, I feel, because it's, like, thought of as a negative or, like, not functional emotion. <clears throat> but it is actually very important to feel it and express it when we do feel it um so uh, how do you feel about that do you 
how do you feel about anger in general? Do you struggle yeah. feeling it? I struggle, I think, both with feeling it and expressing it. I struggle with feeling it because I think I know when I'm angry and when I have the right to feel angry. But it, like you said, it's the emotion that we judge the most. And there are like, very, like, a lot of situations where I judge my own anger. And I tell myself, okay, now you're not going to be angry. You can't be angry. You shouldn't be angry. And then I literally like suppress the emotion and not feel it. Um, or I also exchange sadness with anger. So there are times where maybe I, let's say, should feel anger. It's like there's anything that you should feel. But let's say the most appropriate, like the more appropriate response would be anger. But it says I just feel sad. And it's probably because I'm not allowing myself to to feel anger or because I don't know how to feel anger maybe but sadness and feeling upset is something that you usually take on yourself like if you're sad you're not sad at someone you know you're just sad with you well if you're angry you can be angry yourself but it's usually refer it's like usually redirected to like an external person or an external object so by not feeling angry very frequently I don't really let anything out on anything else and I just kind of like put everything on myself yeah. and for you Marga okay you'll notice in this episode that feeling emotions and me are not really compatible but in general anger is not the one I struggle with the most I think but I I do it's not yes I sometimes maybe like I have experienced judging it and being like okay you can't be angry for this like it's or like thinking that it's maybe like immature or like, I don't know how to explain it, but not that I know well enough not to be angry for some, about something, you know? But in the end, if you do feel anger, that may stem from uh, reasons which are maybe personal and not related to the reason why um, anger was triggered in the first place, but at the same time, you do feel it and you should feel it. Um, but I was interested because I think Anger is also sadness, but anger is the one in which like there is most discrepancy between genders. Um, I think like anger is very not accepted as a woman. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I feel like uh, it's a lot like, I don't know. But when I talk about it with other friends uh, who are girls, they, they tell me, they also struggle like getting mad and that they feel uncomfortable when they are angry. But, but yeah, because it, I think it's because anger is like associated with something like wild and something beastly. And that is, those are like adjectives and things that are associated with men. So then maybe if we are angry, then we should feel guilty about it. So to avoid the guilt, then we just yeah. don't feel angry because it's very like simplification what I think but <laughs> yeah it's like not in uh, in line with like gender norms in that way but yeah what do you guys think um <clears throat> to be honest I'm not really sure what to think about like the gender norms specifically but something that Ludo said before that was really interesting that uh you swapped sadness for anger that's I, I feel that happening to me sometimes as well. But the problem with that is that sadness kind of has um, a less tangible resolution to itself. 
And as you said, like, you're not angry, you're not sad at someone, you're sad about a situation while well, you can be angry at someone. Anger uh, can resolve in forgiving someone or in an apology or something like that. Well, sadness, I don't know, you kind of wait for the situation to end and hopefully you'll get over it. I think in order to have like a healthy relationship with someone as a friend, as a family member or whatever, it's really important as well to express anger and to yeah at the end of the day apologize and, and get through it's super bad to be angry at people like people don't view it as something that is commonly accepted if they assume if you're angry it's either because it's you that has a problem and they you don't really are able to express it in a comfortable way in most situations yeah but also like you can express anger in an appropriate way it's not like of course if there are ways of expressing anger which are not okay <laughs> but um but it's not like you can't express anger in a in a you know healthy manner so yeah i totally agree with you but the thing is like anger it seems so well no it, it seems so like for me it seems like so strong that everything else is so fragile like fragile in front like when faced with anger so then like even if something if someone gets mad at me um okay obviously if they get mad like in an appropriate way like you say and you know they state their concerns and they tell me why they're offended or whatnot um then maybe i'll have like uh an appropriate reaction and be like okay i understand and i have time to think about it but if someone comes at me just like mad and angry i don't think that i have the like ability yet to like be like okay you know i understand where you're coming from this thing mm -hmm. like i'm gonna feel so like attacked and my first reaction is gonna be like okay i'm sorry like what can i do to fix it like i'm not actually gonna think about what the person is saying because i'm gonna feel extremely guilty for making them feel angry in the first place as if i had to like shut down their anger but probably their anger is what i should be listening to instead of shutting it down but this is what i mean like everything else seems so weak oh that, that totally makes sense like it's such a confrontative thing and it takes kind of two people to well not necessarily but um, as we said before, like anger has to be kind of shared uh, many times. And what you're saying of having to kind of appease their anger and make sure that they're not angry anymore instead of just listening to them and figuring it out with them is, is a very difficult skill that I don't think I have either in that sense. So I don't think you should feel alone. Don't. I think it's so hard apart from the, it depends on how also like conflict oriented you are but in general like it's really hard to realize okay this person is mad at me and I'm gonna be okay with that, with that. but it's something that we should learn to do like actually be like okay it's fine you know yeah yeah I, I, but yeah I completely agree with you because un, like until we're gonna try and defend ourselves when faced with anger and try to shut down someone else's anger, then we're never gonna actually accept the feeling of anger, you know? Yeah. But um, it is hard. One thing about the expression of anger I wanted to say is the, the thing that I said, it's uh, maybe more common for girls, but a lot of people exchange like anger and frustration for sadness. And then they express it kind of like crying. Um, and do you, like I, I used to do, like I used to, like feeling helpless not feeling helpless just when I'm frustrated about things now it doesn't happen that often but when I was younger so much when I was frustrated about things I started crying for no reason at all simply yeah. because I couldn't you know like uh, 
Yeah, you condition the reaction. But, like you put crying with yeah, and what frustration. like when you fight with people, do you cry? Like do you? Yes. Yes, and <laughs> I, I know. And I I used to like I, I dated a person who literally we couldn't go through two words of conversation in a discussion that they started crying their whole eyes out, and it was like in a way. Do you, I don't know. I feel I have mixed feelings about this expression because I think it's a bit manipulative on like not purposely but don't you agree i think if you're it's crying true. simply to feel like the victim whenever even though you're not the victim then then that's kind of manipulative but if you're crying because they offended you or they're crying because they hurt you then i think that but no. there are some times where yeah the victim thing i agree with yeah but I, I feel like there are some times where you are so frustrated with someone. But for me, it's like when I, when I feel like I'm, I'm helpless, like I can't get my point across and I'm powerless, not helpless, powerless. Like I'm trying to get my point across and the other person is just not listening to me or I feel like they're not respecting me or whatever. And then I feel so frustrated that I cry. And I don't know if that is manipulative or not. No, but I know I like it's not I don't think it's purposely manipulative. But if you think like if you think about it, it's a bit of a reaction. I think it comes from I remember reading something about it that it comes from when like um, adults like mm, scold you or like scold their chip. Mm. Yeah. And that the kid cries to like get a yeah, reduce just get away. Just yeah, get away to, with it. Yeah. So I think it's something that stays with us even when we grow up. But I think that's more of like the victimization point. Mm, but but it's not like. Yeah, but I agree with Marco. What that. you're kind of saying is you're frustrated and you're kind of and you feel powerless and therefore you feel you cry because you want them to understand how much it means to you and how much you're trying to get your point across and that they're not listening to you. I know, I know. But that's also the expression of anger and sadness, probably yeah. because instead of I. It's not like I choose to cry, yeah. but I cry instead of like screaming to the person or like getting mad and, and insulting them. Like <laughs> I, I'd much rather cry and like just shut up and go in the corner or something <laughs> instead of like getting mad. And like, so maybe it is like Marga says, like something we carry on from, from our childhood. Yeah, I don't think like the person actually feels like vic a victim in that moment. Maybe they're actually mad, but it's like they can't. Um, channel it through another, like through a proper and appropriate way. So they just cry. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's, I, I used to be like that a lot, but now it doesn't happen that often. But I don't know. It's, it's weird if you think about it, because then you put the other person in a position in which like, I don't know, you're, you're super vulnerable, but you're also super mad. So as we said, mad at being angry is actually something a bit empowering. So I don't know, it's very confusing, I think, when that happens. <laughs> and do you think that's like the level you want to reach of expressing anger in a like cool, calm way where you can just say, okay, I'm angry at you because of this, this, this. Either like get your shit together, but know about it. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> I'm all for the calm anger and appropriate sharing of feelings. And I think it's probably the best way because instead of bottling things up, you should like say them each time with constancy, like every time there's something bothering you. But at the same time, I think that there are just some situations and some moments where you just have to let it out as it comes. And sometimes you will get mad and it's fine if you like raise your voice a little bit or if you, 
I don't know, really get mad at someone. Like, it, in general, staying calm and appropriate, yes. But it's not like we can always be, like, calm and perfect and mature. Like, but yeah, then I'm saying this and then, like, I'm never mad in my entire <laughs> life. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Still think it. I usually get, like, half mad. Like, just kind of salty, but not actually fully pissed off at something or someone. Does it last then? Like, do you... And if I am angry at something or someone, then it literally, after one day, it's disappeared. I'm like, oh. I have, I think I have this rule where like, if it, if something bothers you and it carries on, then it probably means it's really important for you. But then if you get it over, like if you get over it after a couple of hours or a couple of days, then maybe it was more about you than the other person. But then again, see, it's just a fine line. Like, should I just come and tell you that I'm mad? and not reflect if it's actually about me or should I not tell you reflect and then wait for it to like be too bottled up and then it's too late that's a crisis <laughs> no but I, at least I, I think I can tell like it really depends on sort of the boundaries of what you think it's your issue you know like you kind of have to set the boundaries at a healthy level of when something is you causing the problem and you being angry at a threshold that's too low and like you have to find it and kind of there's really no golden point you kind of just have to go with what you feel comfortable with and not doubt yourself because if you doubt yourself that's kind of when it all goes to shit a little bit i don't know if you can swear on the podcast but yeah i think it's in general you kind of it's good to have some self-awareness of like where your anger is coming from even because most of the time it does have to do with something maybe personal or like yeah the other person crossing one a boundary for you that is important so it's also like realizing what is you know meaningful for you and how confrontational you are because sometimes i'd i'd rather i don't know i know that that emotion will go away with me after a while and i don't find it that meaningful for me to actually start a conversation about it you know mm-hmm. so, I don't know. yeah fair enough do we want to go on to other emotions <laughs> i think we should fear <laughs> is an interesting emotion i think Ooh. because fear because fear is the basis of anxiety like anxiety is not a primary emotion but it yeah. stems from fear and it's and, also human and it's also animal instinct no yeah i don't think it's possible for people to i don't i can't say this with total certainty but i don't think it's possible to not ever feel fear or ever feel anxious about things or stressed for me at least fear and anxiety are is the emotion that i um struggle the most attenuating like rationalizing or Mm -hmm. mm, like having control on like other emotions i feel like i have much more control of them but when it starts like going into a loop of anxiety, I, it's just, to me, it's much, it's much harder to control. I guess kind of with everyone, because there's such a, like fear, you can fear the unknown, which with other emotions, it's kind of hard to do. You can't be angry at the unknown. or Like one of the biggest like avoidance strategies for other um, negative emotions, such as like anger or sadness, um is channeling it into another emotion that we dream deem more um appropriate and i think like personally but for a lot of people i know that is fear like if for some reason i i if it's much harder for me to feel sad about things i just 
I'm just anxious about things or like I stress about things that I don't know so that I'm not sad about things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely understand you. Perhaps it's because I don't think that sadness is the base emotion for anybody and kind of to try to escape that, you, at least I, what I do sometimes is if I feel sad, I rather just, I get stressed about how sad I'm feeling and and then I get anxious. Yeah, that's kind of like a, yeah, like a t you know, type two worrying. Like type two worry worrying is when you worry about worrying, and uh, oh my God, I, I so much. <laughs> yeah, I, it's what it, it's what keeps like you in the loop, of course, because you worry, then you worry about worrying, and then you worry. You know, uh, like without type two worrying, you wouldn't be in a, in a spiral of yeah. anxiety. But I think maybe that's the same with emotions. Like if you worry about being sad, so like you're kind of judging it or but to me it's not even that to me it's even a step backwards because I don't feel sad like I, I'm not sad I, I mean I should be sad but I, I'm not I'm just stressing about things that aren't gonna happen you know yeah I was I was thinking <laughs> for this because because for me saying that I'm stressed about something or that I'm anxious about it when it's supposed to be like sadness or anger it's also like a a quick immediate like avoidance response like instead of admitting that I'm feeling sad or that I'm feeling angry, I'm just going to be like, oh, this is giving me anxiety. Like, <laughs> this is stressing me out. This is, and, and then when I, if I sit and think about it, I'm like, okay, um, it act it's actually making me feel sad. But in order to sort of like avoid the fact that I'm sad, I'm just going to say I'm anxious because it's not that feeling anxious is easier than feeling sad, but for some reason it's more like, um, easy to cope with on a daily basis. I don't know. I, I Isn't it better to like learn how to express these emotions than yeah. go straight to anxiety? Because it, I, well, it is. It is. That's why we're gonna. Put, the tips are gonna come at the end. <laughs> like what you have to do to actually feel it. What were you I, saying? I think that for me, it's so much easier to be sad because it's such a passive emotion. Like yeah. if I'm sad, I'm sad, and I kind of just reflect on why I'm sad, and then I work it out. Well. If I'm anxious about something, it's something that's not necessarily... I'm only anxious about things that are not necessarily in my control. And I can't actively change. While if I'm sad, I can... I don't know. I feel like I can not necessarily forget about it, but work through it and, exactly. and get past exactly. Anxiety is such a like buzzy feeling. You don't really know where... You don't really understand where it's coming from. Yeah, Versus sadness, you can really reflect on a certain point. Yeah, I know. But Luda, you 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 tell me this as well, right? Do do you agree with what they're saying? Yeah. No, I agree. Like, yeah, I know. But I know. But for some reason, to me, the idea of being sad makes me feel hopeless. Like, make me feel makes me feel like stuck. Like, I should. I know I am sad. Explain <laughs> it. Like, I know I'm sad, but I can't feel it because it's covered with anxiety. You know, like with you know. Yeah, yeah of course, but. If you take, because you do like, okay, sadness. Oh my God, I can't control my sadness. Let's feel anxiety and like block it. But then you have the anxiety to block as well. And then that's where it's like, uh, but if you just have sadness, then. Yeah, it's true. It's, true. it's I, shit. I, now, now, actually, I've realized that it's true. Like, I, <laughs> I agree. Anxiety as a whole has been really broadened. Like what you were saying that 
when you feel anger, it leads to anxiety. When you feel sad, it leads to anxiety, like stuff like that. And anxiety has taken up such a big part of everyone's lives that people just go to it straight away without thinking more about where it comes from. For me, I feel very, like, I feel anxiety, like, like when I was, a, until I was like 18, I didn't, I didn't know what anxiety felt like. Generally, I never really experienced anxiety. And now I experience it, but a handful of times a month, I don't, like, I, I never really get anxious about things. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Teach me. Marga and I, like. <laughs> no. Strange concept. Like, the only times I really get anxious is, like, if I didn't study for an exam and I know I'm fucked, like, properly fucked. Yeah. Or if, I don't know. But then you, do you just have, like, the ability and the, like, integrity, I don't know if that's the right word, to, like, let it go if you can't control things if it's a, like a life-changing thing or like if it no but if you're in a situation and like you wish that you could do something differently um but you can't like are you are you just like oh i wish that i could but i can't ha, life goes on like it's yeah. <laughs> So many times, yeah, like, unless it's something, as I, like, if, unless it's something, like, really big or, like, something that really means a lot to me, but that only happens, like, a couple times a month, like, yeah. something, if, during my day-to-day, -day, like, I don't know, today I was at work and I got a lot of work to do and shit, and I was like, okay, I might not be able to do it, but I was like, listen, I'm here, if I manage to do it, perfect, if I don't, then I'm yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then that, that's good because it's not like a lot of people say like, oh, I'm stressed because like I'm overworked, but it's of course how you interpret the situation. So like anxiety always stems from fear. So if you feel overwhelmed because you fear you're going to fail or you're not going to make it, then you start feeling anxiety um, or stressing about it. But yeah. I, if I fail, like even when I feel like when whenever I feel like as I said before, if I'm in an exam and I'm fucked, I think about it and then I'm like, I if I'm fucked for an exam and I fail, it's fine. Like, I, I have the luck. Part of it is being lucky that I'm in this situation to be able to fail this exam and I know that I can fail. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it's true. But because then that's not the anxiety I feel. Like that's fear of failure, and then you're expressing it, expressing it through the right emotion, you know, because you're I actually think... fearful about something. But, and but. You know, I explain what you feel because when was the last time you felt anxious about something no <laughs> not like there's always something to feel anxious about no no that's not true no I I, I disagree with this like I don't get anxious be about like work or I'm, I'm gonna fail the exam like that are things that are definitely stressful um like stressful things and the people get anxiety about but I don't know to me it's more like it's literally just to cover sadness I think you know it's just like I can't tolerate the fact that I'm simply sad about something so let I'll just obsess with like things it's always about like future things first of all and it's about like I don't know maybe like a person hurt me so then I'm gonna think like obsessed about the next time I see them and how it's going to be and like how it was my fault for what I did. And then, you know, and then I'm going to 
feel stressed about like you know just question myself a lot to the point that I fear maybe the rejection of the other person and I'm not feeling sad about the fact that we had a fight you know okay I can kind of understand that but I think that's part of sadness I think like yeah but I think it's it's like the extent to which it goes to no yeah a little bit or if it's like extreme and if it's like very intense and then you forget where the sadness lies I think that's what we can do we were seeing before with anger like you have different thresholds and kind of need to see what you're comfortable with and if you feel like you're covering you're participating too much in anxiety when you're sad then perhaps yeah it's a good thing to turn it down but I don't think that what you just said describes my feeling of sadness like it's it's normal to kind of question things and at least it's normal for me I don't know if it's normal in the yeah no it is I I think like that's not I don't know if I would define that what kind of I don't know I don't know if I define that as anxiety when anxiety is like a feeling I can feel it like in my stomach yeah yeah but it's like because the the extent to which you are like obsessing about all the possible like it's literally like intrusive thoughts of all the possible ways in which a situation could go uh instead of being like you can't you can't be sad and question yourself but you stay within the bubble of like a sadness you know you don't you don't like you're not like anxious about it you're not i don't know how to explain it. yeah like it's it's really hard to just stay in a bubble i think like mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of hard to just feel one sadness directly i mean one emotion directly i feel like it's always hints of the other one or I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like your anxiety is covering up another emotion? Like, is avoid is making you avoid feeling another emotion? No. For me, anxiety mm-hmm. is one that I don't want to feel. So I'd rather have another feeling than feel anxiety. I'd rather yeah. be sad. I'd rather be angry than be anxious about something. Because honestly, mm-hmm. whenever I get anxious, it's such a overwhelming feeling that I I can't really. I can't really get a grasp on it. And it's so you lose control of your anxiety and make it lead to worse. That it's for me, it's I prefer feeling a I guess the more raw emotion than having yeah. it. Be- yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, there are times where like like I said earlier, where anxiety covers up other emotions. It's usually in situations where there are a lot of mixed emotions. So sadness together with anger, together with shame, together with fear, and then I'm just like anxious in general. <laughs> but there are times where I f- I think I'm I'm just anxious and there is no reason to be angry or to be sad about anything. Mm. And I'm just full on, I feel like there is a threat and it's usually in situations in which I feel powerless. Yeah, anxiety is a, it's a terrible feeling. Like it, mm. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's terrible, but it's, it's uh, in the end, it, it depends on what emotion becomes most familiar like what negative emotion becomes most familiar to you because to me i would say sadness is terrible like i would yeah yeah no sadness is terrible (laughs) the thing the thing no emotions are terrible the thing with sadness the the difference for me is that anxiety is a feeling that is requiring me to do something yeah sadness is not sadness is just requiring me to, to just feel sad and that's it like 
and let's say you know you 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 have nothing left to do like you you can just yeah. feel sad and sadness well anxiety is a feeling that for me is like okay so what are you going to do next what's your plan what's your thing what's what are you doing why are you here it's chasing me oh my god uh, run away like blah 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 not only it's terrible and it's eating me from the inside it's also like exhausting because it's requiring me to do something else yeah. while yeah. sadness isn't that's um, that's exactly the problem i have with sadness because it's so to me it's so like and now what am i gonna do i'm just gonna be sad but like i can't this is called mood intolerance like when you can't tolerate like big shifts in yeah. mood that well and for my problem with sadness is that to me it's like i feel like what i need to know what i'm gonna do with that you know yeah well there's nothing that you need to do with the sadness that's a problem there's some there's something you can do about it. like you can say okay i'm sad what can i do next to like feel better or to move on but there shouldn't there shouldn't be the whole window of anxiety in the middle you know yeah, yeah. um but i mean yeah everyone works in a different way so that's mm -hmm. it's very simplistic to say sorry this is a bit of a weird question but do you ever feel enjoyment or sadness enjoyment do you ever enjoy being sad like watching sad movies and then ludo is an expert in the field <laughs> i don't enjoy being sad but i'm definitely i feel like i've mastered the art of sadness that i'm like comfortable in it like yeah. okay. Feeling like feeling comfortable in something doesn't mean you actually like it. It just means it's it's kind of like habit, you know. And unfortunately, I would say uh, there are times where I can't step out of my sadness and where I keep like indulging in it and I keep feeding onto it. Um, this is taking a lot of energy to admit this, <laughs> but um, so I wouldn't call it enjoyment. I would call it comfort zone and familiarity. Yeah, I think what you're saying is totally correct with the, the not categorizing it as enjoyment. But at the same time, I don't think that's necessarily stopping from indulging yourself if you need to feel sad. It's a good thing either. And I think that it's totally okay to feel sad. sad. Absolutely. And no, definitely. Yeah. I agree. Like there's this, there's this also this song and it's called happy to be sad. And I relate to it. Like I'm not happy that I'm sad and then I'm going through this and then I'm, you know, sadness, blah, blah, blah. But I am happy to know that I am feeling the sadness because it means that it will lead me to like a better place, hopefully. The the enjoyment thing is, is a bit is a bit complicated to explain because yeah. I wouldn't say that I want to inflict myself like sadness and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sad, woohoo. But if I am sad, I'm not worried about it because I know that it's like part of the process, I guess yeah. that's what makes sense. I'm very happy that being, being comfortable in your own sadness is very important because I think sadness, you can't, you won't be able to avoid it your whole life. At some points there, you're just going to have to be sad. I think I actually talked about this yesterday with a person, with a friend, and they said they enjoy sadness as in sometimes they're just in the mood of like, not inflicting it, but like triggering it a bit, like, putting like the right music in the right environment but i do that what? too what are you saying no but <laughs> i do that too i think it's like a 
you know, like when you, I don't know if you do this, but like sometimes when you're like hurt about something or you know, you're going through a breakup or whatever, and you need to go on with your day, you need to do your stuff, you need to work and, and study whatnot. And you tell yourself like, okay, I'm going to give myself today like those 30 minutes, that one hour to like not be okay. And then the rest of the day, I'm going to like try and make the most of it, you know, that no, no, but listen, listen to the, like the, the parallelism. I need to like, I feel like I have a, a, a sadness, what do you call it? Like a sadness tank, right? When it's full or like almost full, I'm like, okay, I need to release some of it now. But I have no actual reason to be sad in this day, like as of today, 21st of October. So because I have no actual reason today to feel sad, I'm going to trigger it so that my tank can like get smaller with sadness. And then no, it makes, it makes it, sense. Like, I've never that's how, that, but it makes sense. That's how I feel. So like if today, today was a great day, you know, maybe it was sunny and I saw my friends and I got drunk and everything was perfect. But <laughs> then I had to listen to that song on the bus because it's like, I need to make space for a new sadness that is going to come along. No, I think also being like sad with yourself, that like moment where you allow yourself to be sad. I think it's also a very intimate moment for your, for you and yourself. And that is very necessary. So usually, oh. I don't know. Myself, I'm not usually sad around other people because it's kind of like bringing the whole mood down. So I'm sad by myself and I usually keep it to myself. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, for, for Mateo, I don't feel like I struggle being sad around other people. But with what, what I agree with you kind of is that it's a moment of intimacy and it's a moment of reflection. And the whole sad, putting on a sad playlist thing. I do that too, but not necessarily to feel sad, just to kind of calm myself and appease myself. And yeah, of course, I listen to what... sad songs every, all day, every day. But uh... yeah, it depends how, what the music does for you. Yeah, but, um, but... From the whole point of making yourself sad on purpose, yeah. we're all different, I guess. So yeah, but it's not. It, I guess like forcing any emotion onto you is a bit. Like it's not like but you're gonna I... be. Let's be super happy, or I can't. I can't understand, I, I, I can't, no, i sorry, I can't explain, like, it's not forcing, it's not like now I'm perfectly fine, now I'm going to play a song because I feel like I need to feel that. It's like, but the way I don't being sad on your own terms. Yeah, I know, because I was trying to explain it in like a, <laughs> I was trying to explain it in like a practical way, like with an, with an image, like pic, trying to picture it for you. Um, but it's more like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is about just feeling intimate with myself and maybe my own intimacy is very much, uh, is very much created through like melancholy and sadness. So maybe that's how I am with myself. Um, maybe it's what you said before about feeling comfortable and it's kind of like, the yeah, for sure. Comfortable in and for sure. Yeah, and if you say it's like you feel like it's a tank, then it's probably something that builds up like with time, maybe because you didn't allow yourself to express it in certain contexts because it's not always or the anger to be expressed because yeah, because anger also goes because into I your feel tank. it because <laughs> anger goes up into my sadness tank. <laughs> so many things in your sadness tank. Yeah. No, but yeah. What I want to add, I think, I guess just if you're feeling something, kind of go with the flow and don't stop yourself from feeling anything, but kind of 
treat these emotions as passengers that come and go and do not try to hold on to them or try to stay just be comfortable with them inside of you as long as you are and then let go that is literally the uh like the basis of mindfulness they explain like clouds like feelings are clouds that they come and then they go i actually and... have a suggestion for people who struggle to feel like actually i think there is you can apply to any emotion but um, I used it for sadness the other day and like it's a meditation app um, I think probably there are others but I'm using one called insight timer and there's like there's actually meditations called like sitting with sadness and you and they're really helpful actually and then I don't know like I think sometimes uh, you realize that you shouldn't like channel your sadness or any emotion into something just because it feels familiar because it's actually not doing you good so I think I agree with what Marco said and what the whole mindfulness yeah. concept of actually sitting or, with it until it leaves but emotion no go for it go for it and I'll go last okay, okay. Go I want to say that uh, Marco I wanted to conclude with uh, what Maria asked me before about uh, how I like deal my emotions with anger and I'm going back to it now because honestly, for the longest time, I never expressed anger out of sort of um, like fear of how other people will react to it, of being being thinking, oh, being angry, it must, it's not like something that I have to be. I can't be angry. People will judge me bad. People will think it's on me. So why would I bring? Just let it go. And for the longest time, I think, for at least solid. 18 years of my life, I shut down my anger and just let it like dissolve in me. And then at some point I just had enough. And I was like, okay, if it's eating me inside, I never end up getting properly working through all of this. So it was better to, even if it's for me, I, uh, I really express anger in a sort of a, a calm way. We've talked about it before versus expressing it in a bit. Sometimes you can go a bit off with your anger, but I really express it in a calm way. And uh, I think um, the next step of anger expression for me is expressing it uh, as, uh, as you said before, in a, in a more expressive way, like maybe sometimes not absolutely losing control, <laughs> but like, putting a step more up and being more comfortable. Really, Man, I relate yeah. so much, so much. Like I have yeah. the same thing with like bottling up so much anger throughout the years and then always preaching, like, let it out. But yeah. I agree. And no, what I wanted to say is that feelings are like muscles, so you have to train them, you know? It's like, obviously, you're always going to do the same exercise because it's very easy and because if you're going to do squats and you're going to squat, you're going to think, oh my God, I sound cool because I know how to do squats, but obviously because that's all you do. <laughs> but then if you're going to try like, I don't know, an arm bench or something, you got to train it before you become good at it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> And that's, that's even with like thought patterns um, during a situation. I mean, it kind of relates to thought as well. But yeah, yeah, of course. The brain is totally a muscle. So, yeah. yeah. The, the connections in your neurons, which you use the most, are the ones that are the most reinforced. Yeah, that's true. And your, like, your emotions are always triggered by some thoughts. So in the end, if you use this, like if you stay with the same thought pattern, you're gonna trigger always the same emotion probably. So it's also about questioning those thought patterns and what beliefs they come from and um, 
trying to understand like how can they can relate to different emotions as well. Absolutely. We Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for yes, having. Yes, it was lovely to have you, and um, see you in the next episode. Thank you.